Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast, where it's in Secrets.org. I'm your host, Book and Silver, Nathan Nassaf. And today we are returning to uh, Gridman the Hyper Agent as we take a look at episodes 21 through 30. Last time we took a look at episodes uh, 11 through 20. And uh, we only got uh, two more podcasts before we uh, wrap this up since this series is a little short. Um, but with that said, uh, I got the whole crew on here again, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, guys. Yo, Pat Shankin right here. Hey, Rizwan Gokai right here. <laughs> and Anthony Davis here. Show you green. All right. Um, going to do a bit of a recap uh, with what happened in the previous uh, 10 episodes. Uh, there's not like a huge ongoing story with this series, so it's mostly just talking about, uh, you know, some of the things with like, you know, the abilities that Gridman has. Um, there were, um, you know, he got these, uh, uh, Ipe, who's uh, Gridman's best friend, created a, another weapon called the God Tank. And uh, the God Tank can combine with uh, the twin driller and Thunderjet to form uh, a robot that looks incredibly uh, like uh, Optimus Prime called God Zenon. And then uh, it can also combine with Gridman himself to form Thunder Gridman. And uh, a big thing which is going to have an impact in uh, these episodes is that. Um, a new weapon called the Dragon Cannon uh, was designed. Um, it's like a dragon-like bazooka that can also transform into a flying vehicle called the Dynafighter. So uh, not really much uh, to talk about, uh, not much of an ongoing story there. But uh, So we can now jump into these episodes. Um, episode 21, The Execution, My Hero. Um, so in this episode, uh, it's mostly a dream episode where... Uh, um, there's this new electronic pillow system that, uh, you know, is helping people, you know, get to sleep better. And uh, Takashi's latest monster hacks into the system um, to trap uh, everyone in the city in a dream where they'll witness Gridman's execution. Uh, I've now uh, taken it upon myself to note uh, Takashi's motivations in uh, <laughs> all of these episodes, just so we can call him out on it. I um, love when I downloaded these the day you uploaded them, and I noticed that on every episode I had a good laugh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, so his motivation in this episode is that uh, Gridman's giving him nightmares, and he can't get a good night's sleep. So he's like, if I can't have a good night's sleep, no one gets done! And, uh, and that's exactly what he does. Um, uh, the, the big thing that happens here is that... Uh, is that um, Naoto is also, uh, you know, trapped in his sleep, so Gridman has to use his, uh, a power called Grid Kinesis to uh, awaken Naoto, and um, the downside to using it is that it uses up a lot of power, and it leaves Gridman uh, weakened while battling. Uh, yeah, other than that, um, you know, the, the only real big thing here is that, uh, to be fair, this is mostly in the dream sequence, but this is the first time that we've seen Gridman uh, fight, uh, you know, um, outside of the computer world. Like, we see him fighting evil minions and, like, you know, was sitting in a more traditional tokusatsu sense, which I thought was cool. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode? Anybody want to uh, Anybody want to get their thoughts other than me? It's... I, I, it's, it's also the first episode where everything kind of gets made known to the public mm -hmm. where I don't know if that was intentional on Takashi or Kondigifer's uh, plan with this, but they basically drop everything to everybody. So this is kind of like the big reveal episode, but it doesn't really come off as grand as it probably should. Right. <clears throat> but no, this 
this is a very standard Gridman episode. The thing I'm kind of noticing with, with this is I watched more of it. I wish Gridman didn't happen until, like, 2023. Because being in the 90s, these things didn't even exist. Like, electronic pillows and stuff. Like, what mm-hmm. the heck are they even going off of here? Yeah, that's why, for, like, the longest time, I was begging for the show to get, like, a modern adaptation. Or a modern reimagining. It, but in this... It. In this sense, the way that it's being handled, it still has yet to happen. Which kind of annoys me. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to say, Anthony? Yeah. Tak- Takashi, again, is just the, the. He's just so annoying. But it's like. <laughs> And also he's also he's kind of like disturbing too because he's like he was enjoying whipping him a little bit too much. And I'm just like, I get it's a dream, but I was just I was like, okay. Well I mean I can kind of vouch for him. If you don't get enough sleep, man, you really do want to ruin every other per- person's day. <laughs> I, can, exactly. I can I can kind of cut him a little bit of slack this time. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> It's weird though because in the dream, I mean, I guess it's in the dream sequence. So, um, you know, maybe they, you know, just didn't think anything of it. But like, they see, like, the gang sees Tekashi alongside Khan Digifer in the dream world. Like, is there a reason why they shouldn't suspect anything? That was a big thing that I kind of, you know, kind of stood out to me a little bit. I mean. If they didn't have any suspicions, they probably wouldn't have been able to notice that was him. And there's also not really, it hasn't been any established uh, info that the three of them even know who he is to begin with. Well, okay. I did watch, uh, here's the thing. I did watch an episode a bit later after this batch that revolves around Tekashi that kind of implies that they know his face, but they don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. But then again, you could probably just argue that, you know, maybe maybe he's just so insignificant that they just didn't notice it yeah. in this episode. Uh, my, what we... my biggest question here is, since when did the people outside of the three O even know Gridman existed? I know Di- Daiichi knew. Uh, yeah, Naoto's because, brother, because he saw him once. In the second episode, where the monster was trying to drag Gridman out into the real world, there was that big portal, and he was able to see it from his uh, hospital bedroom. He's the only one that's actually seen Gridman up until this point. So... What, what, what do we want to give this episode? I don't think there's much else to talk about here. Really isn't. I'd give it a seven. Yeah, seven seems to be uh, fine. Yeah, I'll do seven too. I'll give it a seven as well. Ah, seven's all across the board. Cool. All right. Uh, next up, we have uh, episode twenty-two, Revival Dinosaur King, where uh, there's not a big Tekashi motivation in this episode, but uh, his latest monster hacks into a computer that's being used by a paleontologist to uh, dig for a fossil, um, which uh, kind of causes the digging machine to go into a frenzy. Uh, the big thing here is that uh, Ipe uh, gets inspired by, you know, the dinosaurs and he modifies the... Uh, so the Dynafighter and the Dragon Cannon are, all com- are both combined into, like, one big thing called the Dragon Fortress, and... That can transform now into a massive dragon-like robot, um, like Godzilla called the Dino Dragon. Uh, the Dino Dragon looks awesome. Uh, it it reminds me a lot of the uh, Tyrannosaurus uh, Guardian Beast from uh, Geo Ranger, which yeah. I know. What was that, Patrick? That's like one of the things I like about Dino Dragon is that he's just so bulky. <laughs> like he's actually yeah. He's he's massive for a support robot. <laughs> yeah, and I and I know that we're not I know that we're not a big fan of G Ranger, or at least you know three of us aren't. But 
the me- the Guardian Beasts are still really cool mechs. So having oh, yeah. uh so having that, you know, and the Dino Dragon really reminded me of that. So I love, I absolutely love Dino Dragon. I think it's a lot better than Godzinnon, honestly. Um, I think, uh, to be honest, like I, I think this episode is good, but I, it's kind of confusing because I don't understand what Tekashi and Khan Digifer were trying to do with the fossil here, like. They try to imply that, like, it's crucial to some research, but, like, I don't know. I don't get what, like, you know, the big plan was on, like, how this would, on, like, what they were planning to do here. I, I just didn't get it. I think it was just meant to be, they were just trying to be douchebags. <laughs> I think I think it was just Takasi being a jerk and saying, well, I didn't discover the dinosaur, so I want to just destroy him so that he can't take credit for what I should have found. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, but like, like I don't know. This episode, it feels like it was just an excuse to bring dinosaurs into it for a little bit. Because hey, dinosaurs sell, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, the I entire mean, the entire thing, I don't know. It was fun, but I I had questions on why they even tried this. Um, I did like seeing Naoto and getting really excited about the dinosaur zone, like, you know, kind of hinting that he could be a paleontologist in the future. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's those those little things that help the characters feel real that I welcome. Yeah. We actually get character development. Looking at you guys, Gekka Ranger. <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for there it. There it is. <laughs> that, was actually, that was actually a record time. <laughs> for you, what do you mean record time in a good like in, how, a, in a review? How quick it took for you to take your shot at Gekki Ranger? It's I mean, I can go. I've gone, er, I've gone earlier in the past. I I literally said, "Hey, I'm Rizwan Gokai Red, and God, I hate Gekki Ranger." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much closer can I get to the start? I I basically have to be like. Nate said, welcome to Tokyo Secret Like A Nate set up. I hate Gekki Ranger. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> you should do that one random video, just cut him off immediately. <laughs> I should do it as like a Zero Ranger video where y'all are already ranting about Zero Ranger. I'm like, no, forget that. Let's talk about Gekki Ranger in. <laughs> uh you got anything to say, Anthony? Oh. Not really. I mean, this, this is okay. This was a good episode. It was just like the whole thing with the fossils was just like okay. Like that only yeah. hurts the scientists. It doesn't really hurt anyone else. It's just like I mean, it's just a big deal about it. I don't, I don't know. It's just yeah. It it did feel like that they wanted to come up with a, a storyline to help him to help inspire the design of Dino Dragon, and they just kind of threw something together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I probably get, I still think that there were some enjoyable elements, so I'm probably going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, 6, 7-ish, somewhere in there. I'm going to give this an 8 because dinosaurs are awesome. Fair enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Valid Anthony. point. I'll give it a 6. Cool. All right, I'm going to be honest uh, with everyone. I don't really remember much about the next episode, um, aside from like what I have noted here. So it's episode 23, an assassination, a thunderclap in hell, where uh, where Tekashi and Khan Digifer try to take advantage of some recent power outages in the city to assassinate Ridman. Uh, I'm I'm just going to say this right off the bat. I think this is probably the weakest episode of this batch, just no, because. It's not. Well, okay. No, it's not. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to our <laughs> audience. They deserve better than that. <laughs> there is way weaker, and we're going to get to that in a, in a bit. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying this is the worst. This is one... Okay, even the ones that are bad, and I know what you're thinking of, I at least remember stuff from those episodes. Like, Okay, I don't even know what episode 23 is about. Like, I have no idea what this episode was. This was exactly. They tried to... And I watched them today. So they tried to lock him into a 
power substations control panel and then strike the uh, plant with electricity to kill him in the cyber world. Basically, what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I, mean, I remember. I remember seeing some of these things like a scene here and there, but like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. nothing really stood out of, in this episode to me. I'm going to be honest. There's no characterization. There's no interesting quips. There's no Takasi motivation. No, just. But honestly, know. honestly, I thought that was what made this episode one of the better ones because it wasn't just trying to screw with people. They were actively, the whole goal was to just get rid of Gridman entirely. It almost worked. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah. I can understand that. I just kind of wish the plan was a bit more memorable, I guess. Like, or they extended it to two parts, like a set of episodes we're going to talk about in a little bit, which really worked as a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to, uh, Anthony, you got anything to say? This was a, this didn't really nothing really happened. So yeah, yeah, I'm probably gonna give this one a five. Yeah, I'll give it a seven because I did like it more than most. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give it a five. It, it's very, it's very, it's very simple, but it actually isn't annoying <laughs> like some of these are. Yeah, I'll give well yeah. also a six too. So. Okay, well, we can move on to uh, these next couple of episodes I think are uh, worth talking about a bit more. Uh, episode 24, My Love, Bioflower. So, uh, Ipe has a job working as a florist. Uh, for like the one billionth time this, uh, this show, he has fallen in love with some random woman. <laughs> and he finds out that she's engaged, which really gets him all depressed. Uh, okay, so what's Takashi's motivation in this episode? So uh, he bought some flowers for Yuka, and he was going to give them to her, but she overlooked him and just rode right past him. And uh, Takashi hates uh, decides that he hates flowers now, and he decides, all right, I'm going to ruin flowers for everyone. And, can, uh, we, can we talk about his attempt at giving her the flowers real quick? He ducked his head and football tackled. Like, if he actually hit her, he would have knocked her off her bike and probably injured both of them. Like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is he trying to do here? I don't understand him at all. It was hilarious. Um. Now, a big thing, and this is something that really stood out with me in this episode, is that um. Uh, the way that flowers play a part in this episode is that uh, the uh, so um, there's this uh, very special flower in the flower shop called a uh, leaf ran, um, which is a bioengineered flower, and uh, and uh, you know because it has you know some bioengineering uh, added to it, um, Tekashi's monster is able to like hack into hack into it and. Uh, like reverse engineer it to like unleash this like you know really poisonous pollen all over the place. Uh, I really like that because I think that you know it kind of a uh, you know it has like more of a biological type of approach to it. That that's what really stood out in this episode <clears throat> to me. Yeah. And I could buy this excuse more than the mummy. Oh <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. This was actually pretty cool though. It had a very distinct monster too. How the monster looked like reptilian and floral all at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think Ipe was kind of a, I don't know. I think it was kind of a jerk in this episode because, like, uh, I mean, well, first of all, this is like the third episode where he has a crush on some woman of the day, and at the very end of this episode, uh, when um. Because, like, at one point, uh, the the woman that he was working for and her fiancé are, like, they get sick inside the flower shop and, like, they're about to fall unconscious. And uh, Ipe, after the whole thing is done, you know, he wants to check on her, but then he just walks away. And it's like, dude, can't you at least check that she's healthy? I mean, yeah. So what if you're... Only one that felt like, I was like, dude, it's kind of rude. She, all because <laughs> she was like, uh, I, I forgot her husband's name or her, her fiancé's name or whatever. She kept saying his name. And he just like, ugh, and just walked off. I'm like, dude, you could have at least just checked on her, see if she was okay. 
Yeah, I that was a bad like, move on this point. Like, dude, what the hell? <clears throat> I will say in the positive ca- category here, I actually liked this bio floral thing they were doing. I thought that was pretty creative here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was very unique, and that, that was the big thing that I really enjoyed about this episode, uh, which is why I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, also, this might movie. have been the first time, I think, in a while that Takasi's plot goes beyond his own pettiness to like also try and kill a bunch of people at the same time and make him extremely sick. Like, he doesn't do that very often. Yeah. He he's more like a he's more like an ant. He bites you and it annoys you, but it's not the end of the world, right? Like, but this mm-hmm. time he kind of had business and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Do we wanna um uh what rating would you guys give it? I say it is an eight. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna give it an eight too. Cool. All right. Uh, now, 25 and uh, 26 are a two-parter. Um, they're both given the same title, The Decisive Battle, The End of the Hero, Part 1 and 2. Um, so uh, in this episode, um, so we start off with, uh, you know, the, with the crew kind of wondering if, uh, if they are actually you know, saving the city because, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening, um, you know, within the city, like their favorite electronic store is closing down because of all the cyber attacks and a lot of people are leaving town. And uh, at the same time, uh, Tekashi's latest monster, uh, you know, hacks into a plant that unleashes like, you know, a poisonous gas on the entire city. And uh, while, um, uh, when Gridman is battling it, he actually gets hit with the gas that gives him hallucinations of all these previous battles. And uh, uh, Tekashi actually uses this projection to show the entire city what's happening. So, you know, they actually see Gridman fall unconscious as he's defeated. And that leads us into part two, where uh, Naoto is... Uh, um, so he's left unconscious and, uh, you know, um, doesn't... Uh, um, after he gets taken out, uh, Yuka says that she, well, okay. We get a pretty big heartfelt moment where Yuka, like, voices support for him, saying that, you know, she'll always be here for him, and she gives him a kiss, although she doesn't, uh, he doesn't know because he's unconscious. And, um, the big thing here is that, uh, Ipe modifies the Dyna Dragon, um, during the next fight to combine with, uh, Gridman to form what I guess is... I guess we would call it his final form. I mean, that's what they would call these kinds of things in a, if we were talking about Common Rider. So, uh, um, King Gridman. And uh, the big thing about King Gridman is that it gives him protection from the, uh, from the poisonous gas, which allows him to defeat the monster. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think this two-parter was simple, but I think... But I also... Um, I... I thought it was really enjoyable. Like, you know, I love uh, how this episode acknowledges a lot of the past things that have happened. Uh, I don't know. It feels really natural how people would, you know, have to close their businesses or consider leaving after all these things that are happening. And, okay, Naoto struggle. Like, there's a point where Naoto is wondering if he should fight, you know, but he gets encouraged to go on. It's it's pretty standard toku. Um toku moment for any toku series but i think it's executed well enough um i i thought this episode was actually really good but what did you guys think well so when episode 25 started playing and not even like five minutes in i started wondering oh god please do not be a clip so please don't be a clip so i could not take that entire <laughs> but thankfully it wasn't a clip so and honestly I don't know what y'all think, but I honestly would have been happy if it ended here. Like, this was like a finale for the series. Because they did a really good job making this feel like a finale. Like, 
Naoto actually loses. He has to go back and regroup and come back again stronger after getting some words of encouragement from uh, Yuko. So, it, it had finale vibes, and I don't know, I think this put a taste in my mouth of this is a really good set of episodes, but it makes things after feel less important. I, mean, I don't know how y'all felt about it, but that's where I I'm mean, at. I just, just, just to kind of jump ahead, the, fin- the final two episodes do kind of mirror this a little bit in a way also. Mm-hmm. So you'll see when we get there next time but yeah i i i i love these this two-parter specifically because this is like like we've been saying this whole time it is it is a very episodic show but it has small continuous little story threads that go throughout the show and one of them was people like sort of kind of catching on to what was happening and now it all kind of comes in where people are like afraid to even live here anymore and they don't want to deal with technology because Condigifer is screwing with everything and then yeah. for Gridman to basically get put on like in the public eye getting defeated and he makes a grand return with King Gridman like King Gridman's introduction I always thought Thunder Gridman's introduction was kind of like forgettable in a throwaway moment, but King Gridman's introduction here is like grandiose. <clears throat> yeah, and it definitely it with with the theme song playing. Uh, Yumi no Hero. I love I love the show's theme song. I know we haven't talked about it, but I love the show's theme song. Like crazy. Oh yeah, it's really catchy. I love the theme song. Yeah, yeah, the theme song is one of their parts. Like, yeah, this this just felt like a culmination of everything that was happening before and kind of like the setup for the final little home stretch here. I know that there isn't like a we're not going to have like a final arc-ish thing along like along the lines of what Sentai does, but this does feel like the f- the start of the final push, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. You want to say anything, <laughs> Anthony? Oh no, no! I was gonna say like I, I liked it. I, I didn't feel the way Riz felt because like it didn't honestly felt like like the last you know fight or whatever. I felt like there was still more to come. It was just you know like not a grand finale, but like a like a maybe like a mid season finale. I, I would say. I mean, it kind of is <clears throat> in a way. Yeah. So. I don't know how production worked on this back then, but when I finished watching and I realized it was episode 26, I kind of had to wonder if this was the soft season one for Gridman and they were going to get picked up for another 26 episodes to finish out Gridman, but then something in production happened and they had to end it where they ended it, like at what, 38, 39, something like that. I could buy that. Because Japanese TV, uh, specifically anime, they go in either 13 or 26 for their TV shows. Um, More typically 13 nowadays, but back in that time frame, it's more common to see a 26 than it is now a 13. Well, So I kind of wondered if it's like a season one type deal. Well... I don't know because there was a planned and canceled sequel to this show that was going to premiere like a couple months after this show ended and it got canceled in production. Um, like his like Gridman Sigma was the name of the show. Like they even made his suit and he was in promotional images and everything. So I don't know if that was the intent here or not, but because of there having been a sequel planned. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd be very interested to go back and dig up production notes from back then and figure out what was going on in their minds when they're doing you, all this. If you can find them, I'd love for you to share them for me because I haven't been able to find anything. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to find them because of how old this is, but 
I'm certain if you go digging on like Reddit or something, you'll find people who have kind of figured it out. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm going to go from here is kind of digging around and seeing, you know, what's the history here? Because I have a lot of questions on it. I would still, um, I still really enjoy this episode. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 9 as well. Yeah, this is probably my favorite episodes of the show up to this point. Like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't, I'd probably give it a 9.5. I don't want to give it a 10 because I think the finale does this exact plot better. Mm-hmm. But, and it with, along with all the closure and everything, but man, I got, I was so into this. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind I of, to... yeah, it oh, kind sorry, of Patrick, explains sorry. everything that I like about this show. Yeah. Yeah, this was a really great episode. I can, I definitely enjoyed it. Plus, I think Naoto and Yuka are pretty cute in this episode. <laughs> well, one last thing: thoughts on King Gridman's design? I yeah. really liked it. I did too. I'm yeah, it looks kind of Gundam esque to me, which I think is cool. I like Gundam designs. I, I, I see a lot of people say say they think Thundergrid Man is a better design, but I've never really agreed with that. Yeah, it looks like I'm a like I think this one looks a bit more, you know, like streamlined and you know mm-hmm. a, a bit like you know faster and quicker. So like it, it if. If we were going to talk about Gridman, like I said, from like the common Rider perspective, like, and you asked me to pick between like Thunder Gridman and King Gridman for like the final form, I would think King Gridman is the, oh yeah, is the final form. Yeah, I, I really dig it. Uh, do we want to move on to the next episode, guys? Let's yeah. go. This is All right. Start, this is things when start things are getting weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, quite a bit. Uh, Episode 27, Big Surprise, A Toy Rebellion, where, uh, um, so, uh, our latest monster, uh, Boringa, has been unleashed into the computer world to, uh, hack into computerized toys, and at the same time, uh, Naoto's brother Daiichi gets mistaken for a rich kid, and, um, he gets kidnapped for a, and held ransom. Uh, so what's Takashi's motivation in this episode? Well, some kids were playing with a remote-controlled tank that used paintballs, and they accidentally shoot him, and he gets angry and says, all right, I, I hate kids. I'm going to get revenge on them. And he does that. Um, yeah. Because um, that's pretty standard for Takashi. Um, uh, the only thing I want to say about this episode is that this episode wants me to feel... Okay, so... The kidnappers' names are named uh, Toru and Junko. I feel like this episode wants me to feel bad for them. And here's the thing. I can get behind feeling sympathy for Junko. Toru was threatening to kill Daiichi with a knife in this episode. How am I supposed to feel sorry for this guy if he's doing that? I mean, even Daiichi knew how stupid they were. Because this episode has one of my favorite lines in the whole show where it's like, so how did you get this toy? It's like I borrowed it from my friend. So you stole it. You're a you're a thief. And then he looks at her and says, "Aren't you the one that just kidnapped me?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have no room to talk. It was hilarious. Yeah, these guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, okay, I can get behind the girl. I mean, you know, she seems fine enough. She's being all buddy buddy with Daiichi, but again. I can't feel sorry for this Toru guy. He was threatening to kill a kid with a knife. And I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I don't screw with people. I don't like to, you know, be all buddy-buddy with people who try to threaten to kill kids with yeah, knives. Amen. Amen. Agreed. That's why I, I love how their dad always went to strangle him every chance he got. Yeah. <laughs> Justifyingly yeah. so. <laughs> I yeah, love Mr. Show, do that. Yeah, I love Nato's dad <laughs> so much. He is. He's such a goofball. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and speaking of Nato's dad, uh, there's a real subtle nod to Japanese culture. I don't know uh, how many people would understand this, but uh, this is something that uh, my fiance once told me. Uh, so 
there's a scene where uh, Daiichi is asking the mom to buy him the tank toy that he borrows, and she says that um, that they don't have enough money. Like you know, um, his dad isn't rich enough to buy Daiichi the toy. And when it cuts to uh, Dai uh, to the dad, and he sneezes. Apparently, it's you know considered a thing in Japanese culture where if someone is talking about you, you know, possibly in like a you know an unhealthy way or something, you'll just randomly sneeze right out of nowhere. So, oh yeah, I've seen that. Hello. Oh. <laughs> That's actually a cool little attention to detail I didn't pick up on. <laughs> yeah, I forgot thing detail. What? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm amazed. <laughs> And, you know, I like the idea, I mean, and, you know, turning electronic toys against humans, I mean, okay, I've seen that before, but I think it was still pretty cool. But, yeah, this and... Was, so this wasn't small soldiers, but it was... Right. <laughs> entertaining in its own right. Also, right. Did, the cops, did the cops let the kidnappers just off the hook at the end of yes. this episode? Like, yes, and I don't understand why. What's up with that? Like, okay, oh, why... Why did they give the money back? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very confused on why they get the money back. I mean, it's 2023. We should be used to cops not doing their jobs correctly. <laughs> I don't know why we're making a big fuss about this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're not American cops. They're Japanese. I have hope that other countries' cops are better than this. <laughs> okay. So I I thought that this episode was good, but I I can't get behind that I'm supposed to feel sympathy for this Toru guy. But that's a huge. This, I'm giving this episode a seven just because of Daichi's roast. Yeah, it's a seven <laughs> for me too. It had entertaining moments. I'll give it that. Yeah. The, the thing I don't the thing I really don't like about this episode is that the Gridman stuff legitimately felt like secondary stuff in this one. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, uh, Riz, what were you gonna give it? Um, probably a seven. Cool. Because the thing I want to note here is when I said earlier that after the two-parter, the next episode felt very lacking in like the importance. I felt. I mean, I don't know. What What do y'all think? I mean, Sentai will have these four or five episode story arc things and then immediately go to a stupid filler episode afterwards, so I'm just used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know, I just got such finale vibes, and then to go from finale vibes to, oh look, episode of the week, yay. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that, but I, I think it was still an entertaining episode of the week. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, this next episode is, I don't know if uh, they accidentally got the script to a psychological horror and uh, <laughs> thriller and just uh, mistook it for a, for a script of an episode, but here we are. This episode is creepy. Um, it's called Yuka Vanished, episode 28. Um, so in this episode, uh, it begins, uh, Tekashi is uh, filming Yuka. He's filming her. Wow. <laughs> because that's perfectly normal. Uh, he just wants to get like a shot of her smiling at him. And she looks at the camera and smiles at him, but then oh my oh no, he's actually smile she's actually smiling at Naoto. And Tekashi says, Oh my god, I can't have this. I'm gonna get revenge on her. And uh, he use so he uses a, so he hacks his own camera with a monster, and then he sneaks up on Yuka while she's changing clothes in her bedroom. This is getting really creepy, guys. And 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 what's even more creepier is that as she's changing clothes, the sh the stuff that he says, like yeah. you know, like he's like, I I had to pause the episode and just. Take a break for a second while I was watching that moment. I I was in your boat on that, Nate. I had to stop as well and just be like, okay, we're going to pick this up in like an hour. I'm going to go make dinner or something. Get those, yeah. Get those, 
you know that meme where it's like that woman's face and it's like the equations are just flying all over the place? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I was like, what the heck is going on? Well, okay, do you guys remember at the beginning when I said, before the podcast began recording, I'm sitting here eating my uh, granola parfait, mm-hmm. contemplating my life. Yeah, this was the one. Yeah. Yeah. This is the episode I made me contemplate my life. Legitimately, don't blame you at all. It's like, this and the next episode together made me contemplate life quite a bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and why? It, and it why? annoys me because these, this episode and the next episode genuinely have two of my favorite, or they're genuinely two of my favorite episodes from Cyber Squad. But in this show, they're really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, we haven't gotten to the most disturbing part yet, though, guys. Uh, it gets Tekashi, worse. <laughs> the monster traps But wait, Yuka. it gets worse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Billy Mays. <laughs> but wait! <laughs> okay, the monster traps Yuka in his camera so that he can have Yuka all to himself and, like... He creates this, like, you know, fake video message because, you know, people think that Yuka's been kidnapped and she's sending this message that, like, she's fine and, you know, she's with Tekashi and, like, okay, she doesn't say that she's with Tekashi, but, you know, you get the point. And, like, you know, he's just creating all of these, like, you know, really weird fantasies where they're married or something. Like, what is, what mental <laughs> board did Tekashi break out of? I just want to know now. Like, what was that, Anthony? Psychopath, man. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, uh, Ipe revives God Zinnin in this episode. Uh, Yay! Fight again. So at least there's one uh, big thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna say that I really enjoyed this episode mainly because, like, yes, it's creepy and it's uncomfortable, but. I think it, part of me wonders if it was meant to be creepy, and if it does that, then I think it does a good job. Like, I I hate Tekashi even more, but I feel like I'm supposed to. So, in a bizarre sense, I actually enjoyed it in a weird way. Like, I know it's messed up, but hey, it left an impact, so it had to be doing something right. <laughs> what, what did you guys think? I... Again, contemplate my life. I did not. It was very uncomfortable with the entire Yuka subplot. Um, in general, I didn't like this episode at all. I, the only thing that was decent was seeing God Zenon come back. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to end here and say a 2 out of 10. I like this episode annoys me because, like I was just saying, this the Cyber Squad episode counterpart to this, this is probably my one of my favorite, it's not my favorite episode from Cyber Squad because the plot kind of takes this same general idea and turns it into some like Twilight Zone esque thing where, um, the, the plot of it is basically Malcolm does the same thing where he puts the monster inside of his camera and he shoots Sam, which is Naoto's counterpart, and absorbs him to the camera to where he's basically walking around an empty camera version of, of his school where he, he's cut off from the outside world and he can't hear anything from outside the camera and no one can reach him from within the camera. And he's just walking around this empty school going crazy. And it's a very kind of twisted episode that kind of it's very satisfying when it ends because they manage to hack into the camera and allow him to change into servo from the camera. And it, it was just a really cool episode and concept. But then. We get to this one, and I'm like, man, Cyber Squad, this is, did this episode better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually kind of depressing how, how Samurai Cyber Squad did an episode better. I mean, I mean legitimately, if, 
if there's one episode I'd recommend for you to sit down and watch just to get an idea of how Cyber Squad works, it's this episode's counterpart that I would want you to watch because it's legitimately good stuff. Like, it's Twilight Zone Alfred Hitchcock level stuff. And I like that kind of storytelling. Um, yeah. But this episode is just, it's just uncomfortable. Like, legitimately uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, really it's, like it's a cool concept i just don't like what they did with it <clears throat> riz said two i'll probably give it a five to yeah. be honest i'll give it a five for the concept three <clears throat> wow which is understandable <laughs> yeah well, unfortunately, the next episode is also pretty messed up. Um, in fact, as a dog owner, I would probably say uh, that this episode is incredibly messed up. Yeah, the, yeah one hurt. scene in particular. It hurt. Mm -hmm. Make it stop hurting. This episode is called a pet dog bomb operation where uh, tech The issue... name alone is enough to tell you how bad it's going to be. Yeah. So Tekashi's so Tekashi's uh, lit, new, uh, latest monster hacks into a computer system of a new electronic uh, dog collar, which turns dogs into like feral, like you know, monster, you know, feral beasts that you know were attacking humans. And he also rigs them to explode. Uh, one of the dogs is uh, a beloved dog of um, the um, of the gang's friend uh, Minako. Um, so pretty much what happened is that. Uh, um, Tekashi is out walking, and then a barking dog uh, scares Tekashi, and it um, causes Tekashi to bump into a food delivery man, and uh, he gets all angry because he gets the food all over him, and Tekashi is all like, oh my god, this is the dog's fault, I'm gonna destroy and kill all dogs, because that's a logical conclusion, and now, to be fair, there is a scene where Tekashi, um, um, you know, thinks that it's going too far to kill the dogs because Khan Digifer has to convince him to rig the collars, but I'm still not really going to be sympathetic to him because, like, he still did the button clicking. Is you, don't do that. you don't do that to dogs. No, yeah. you, you just don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Like, we were talking about how Anthony once said, like, early on that Tekashi was looking more and more like a future school shooter. Like, in this episode, I think he's worse than a school shooter, to be honest. He is. He... He's terrible. Like, are we, are we watching the most twisted tokusatsu villain ever here? <laughs> twisted, yes. Like, that's not even a joke question. This is a legitimate question. <laughs> because, I mean, okay, look, we've had tofu villains who are extremely menacing and badass, like, um, what was the guy in Zetman? Gray. Radigate. Radigate. Yeah, Radigate, Bosco, Gray, they were all menacing. They were all, a, they had a threat factor. Um, but then you have this, and this is, he's menacing, he has a threat factor, but his threat factor is more that he's unhinged mentally rather than his deep desire to do anything um, sinister to the world. Like, he doesn't care about world domination or destroying the planet. He cares more about, oh, no, this dog peed on my suit. I'm going to kill all dogs. Or, yeah. oh, no, this idiot ran into me with his uh, cart. I'm going to destroy all supermarkets now. Like, he, he gets a minor inconvenience. He flips out, goes completely postal, and then has the most unreasonable reaction you could ever possibly imagine. Like, if you want to know how to not react, you study Takasi. Yes. Yeah. As someone who's a psychology major, I legitimately don't even know where to start with this guy. <laughs> As a psychology minor, I have no idea where to start with him either. I, I, I yeah, he is a, he's a train wreck, to put it lightly. 
It's like that Miley Cyrus uh, song. I came in like a wrecking ball. He yes. is the wrecking ball. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now that song stuck my head. Huh? Kind of just one operating the crane. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably give this a three. It's just disturbing. Yeah. I will give it another two because you don't. They killed a dog in this. In in this, like, legitimately blew up a freaking dog. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like even the main do character. That. Like even the main character. Like, like holy crap. <laughs> What like, okay, heck? I understand this is an American society and things are a bit more lax, but 90s Japan, are y'all okay? <laughs> Allow episode 28 and 29 to come out day after day or week after week, however it is a serial, I better know. And to have kids one week see a guy creeping on a girl un underage, undressing, and giving stalker vibes and kidnapping her and putting her in a camera and saying... Oh no, now you're my personal girlfriend. You're never going to leave because you're mine now. And then the next episode would be like, Ugh, this damn food delivery guy, this Uber guy ran into me and now I got noodles all over, my, uh, all over myself. I'm going to kill all the dogs because screw dogs. Like, are, are they okay in Japan? I have to ask that because I'm genuinely concerned for them right now. That makes me like question is like wh what? Like, like where's the line to day draw of like oh this is not okay to do? You know, I ask that question a lot. Anthony so and Patrick, what what's the rating <laughs> you guys would give? Yes, yeah, I'm I'm giving this a two because yeah. yeah no we don't we don't we don't do we don't we don't do that to dogs. We stand dogs in this podcast. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm allergic. Talks about all of them. I, Even though I'm not a big fan of dogs in person because they freak me out and I have a kind of yeah whatever, <laughs> I still say no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, it's about a two for me also. Oh, okay. Were you going to say something else? I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Patrick. Mm -hmm. If I he was going to say something, I don't know what. Yeah, I forgot. What was <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, this is um, all right, this brings us to our last episode, uh, the day of world, the day of the world destruction, uh, where uh, Tekashi hacks into a fortune telling machine, where uh, where um, you know what, uh, where he puts Khan Digifer in there personally, and uh, he bends everyone to his will, um, trying to use. Uh, you know, get them to do whatever they want, and uh, this works on Naoto, unfortunately, because uh, he falls victim to the spell and is left uh, cowering because, you know, he's afraid for his life if he'll transform. Um, Tegashi's motivation in this is that uh, he gets tips from the machine to change his fashion style to, you know, get Yuka to like him, but then she rejects him, and then it turns out that... <laughs> The machine was giving him advice on how to woo um, this guy who's cross-dressing and claims that his name is Yuka. And Tekashi gets angry that he was supposedly sexually harassed, so he decides to destroy the fortune-telling machine. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. I know we give Takashi a lot of crap, but if... The thing I'm asking for advice gets me sexually harassed. I'll be kind of pissed as well. However, with that said, hot calling the kettle black. Because what did he do not even two episodes ago to Yuka? Mm -hmm. and, and now he's complained that it's happened to him. Come on, man. It's no sympathy for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Karmism. Karma's gonna karma them, I guess. Yeah. Karma gonna karma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the only thing that, um, so I don't think this episode was really all that amazing. In fact, to be honest, like, it reminded me, like, this plot is very similar to 
a Jetman episode, but it's not one of the good Jetman episodes. It's one of the fillers where uh, <laughs> where um, that fortune telling monster uh, tells Kaori that she'll die if she transforms, and then she's oh, like, I forgot about that. I blocked out of my memory, dude. Yeah, it, it's the same here, and that Jetman episode wasn't really one of the best, and I don't know. I just feel like this is a very maybe. Maybe it's not. Maybe that Jetman episode and this episode are the only instance of it, but this just feels like a very cliched toku yeah. plot where the main hero was told, if you if you transform tomorrow, you will die. And then he, you know, and then he's like, oh my, oh my god, I can't transform. And then, you know, someone has to slap him in the face and say, yes, you can. And then he's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And it's, I don't know, just... Maybe this isn't as cliched, but it certainly feels like a cliche. It might be more cliched back in that time period because I'll be honest with you, I've never seen a fortune telling machine. And neither have I. <laughs> like, yeah. I've only ever seen them on TV and like old movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this is a concept from like when we were younger kids and we don't remember stuff or before we were born kind of thing. <clears throat> And the writers use it because that's what they remember from the when they grew up. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. The only thing that stood out to me was that uh, Naoto's dad gets um, is told to like you know just abandon his work and pursue his music for you know his uh, his music, and he decides that he wants to form the quote unquote Japanese Beatles. Well, that, that like, had me. That, that had me losing it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. Like they're my yeah. favorite band, so yeah. any reference made to them is a huge plus. Yeah, same oh. here. Because my my dad is a Beatles fanatic since he was a kid, so I got a personal yeah. kick out myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Queen fan. Queen is my jam. Yeah, Queen. Oh, yeah. yeah, Queen is amazing. Yeah. Okay, but I'm yeah, gonna give this a five. I think. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a I'm giving it a six. It's a, it's a forgettable episode. It's a five. And that brings us to the end of this badge. Do we really have any future uh, further commentary we want to give on, guys? I know this has kind of a, been a little bit of a mellow episode, but there's uh, not. Uh, but we have we don't really have much depth, deep stuff to talk about with the series. There's not a lot here to go over on this batch. Like, the only thing I can say is Takasi needs some help. Yeah, serious help. But, but beyond I, that, like, go ahead, Pat. I really, I can tell, and I probably am going to feel the same way too, that you're not going to like how they resolve his storyline in this show. You really? I can't. already know I'm not. I already know I'm not going to like it. I I because love. There's no way you can. Yeah, but sorry. Go ahead. He's like, I love the finale for this show, mostly because I think it has. It's my favorite Tokusatsu fight of all time. Just spoiling that now, uh, so look forward to that. <laughs> but how they resolve his storyline is, <laughs> given what he's done, it doesn't work. So, we can rank on that when we get to it next time. Anybody else want to say anything? All I'm going to say is I'm not expecting Takasi to get any kind of, like, redemption. Because when he's this far gone, there's nothing you can do to make him likable again. It's not to me. <laughs> And seeing how we basically agreed to tackle Quad S Gridman and after this, yeah, spoiler alert, guys. Uh we're gonna do a, a one episode review of the anime kind of loose sequel to this after this. And uh Akane is so much better of a villain than this guy is. So I'm, I'm excited to see how unreasonable, but she at least is Better written. It, yeah, there's there's some really deep emotional twisted stuff with her that you kind of make it makes her empathetic, but we'll yeah. get to that when we get to that. 
Yeah. I mean, you hate you're not gonna say you're like you will hate her. That's no, there's no, no doubt about it. You will hate her at times. Yeah. But she's far better than Tiger. My God. Shoot. Even Malcolm Frank is better than he is. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the uh, Cyrus squad. Yeah. And there's really not much more to his character than what you get in the first episode. He's just a smug douchebag. <laughs> but at least he's entertaining. So, yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Any other closing thoughts you guys want to add? No. All right. Well, uh, this hasn't really been uh, that eventful. Just, you know, another batch. Although the two-part episode was pretty good. Get uh, those back home listening. So hopefully uh, this uh, final bit of uh, the final bit of episodes for this series will uh, turn out to be good. Um, I've currently watched three so far, and I've liked them uh, pretty okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, if you uh, are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed, like the video and give a comment down below with uh, any recommendations you would like for us to cover on the Toku Secrets podcast. Also going to give a shout out to those who listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, please check us out at AnimeSecrets.org as well as our social media pages on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, next time, we will be wrapping up Gridman with uh, our final uh, nine ep- uh, with our final ten episodes, uh, 30 through uh, 39. After which, as Patrick said, we'll be taking a look at the 12-episode uh, uh, anime um, uh, uh, se- sequel to it. And, but, so we hope you guys will join us for that. Want, we want to make it clear to that we absolutely love you guys who take the time to listen to us because without mm-hmm. you guys, it would not be possible for us to uh, for us to do this. Once again, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to us, and we will see you guys next time when we take when we wrap up Gridman. But until that time, we will see you later. <laughs>